Hey guys, welcome back to episode to another great episode in the on the NASCAR series podcast. Fun. This episode, this is my three hundred and twenty-one, twenty-first, three hundred and twenty-first episode in podcast, and it's three two one as the number. So that's a little bit of a catchy part. But there's a ton to go over, so let's kick it off. The recap on Brian Blaney today, but we'll get to that later or in the episode. NASCAR announcing the start times and networks for the 2021 season. That's what we're going to start out with. All right. <clears throat> so, up until the All-Star race, Fox and FS1 will be broadcasting and starting <coughs> at Nashville Super Speedway. NBC and NBCSN will come in, and until the end of the season at Phoenix. So those are, and then now for the 2021 NASCAR Xfinity Series, starting out Saturday, February 13th, Fox and Fox. Sports one where all the races up up to the June twelfth race at Texas. And then on Saturday, June nineteenth, NBC and NBCSN will start right until the end. Under the line, I know, I'm, I'm for that. One race is going to be on CNBC, and that's at Watkins Glen. Let's continue on. And now for the truck starts, on times, we're going to be all on Fox and, Fox and FS1. Yeah, Moe, it's going to be on all FS1 and series. Oh, is that nice? Nice to say. All right. Man, it's only been three minutes. This is something sad we're going to look at in remembrance, honoring those we lost in 2020. This is going to be sad, but I'll, I'll write out the names. In remembrance. Aaron Garnando's Alvarado, NASCAR Peak Mexico Series employee. John Andretti, NASCAR Cup driver. Geraldine Stallings Auden, mother of Buster and Wayne Auden. Bob Bear, founder of New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Sean Baluzzo, NASCAR Leland Modified Tour Driver. Ken Barbie, founder of Motorsports Traditions. Jim Bowser, Arca Late Model Driver. Brad Campbell, NASCAR Spotter. Wade Cole, NASCAR Leland Modified Tour Driver. Bob Cook, former owner of Center Lake Speedway. 
Charlie Cook, IMSA driver, competitor, and official. Jim Coyle, Arkham Menard Series four-time champion car owner. Josh Joseph D'Amato, Joe Gibbs racing employee. Lilia Rubio, mother of MPS. Jerry Dolovet, father of NASCAR official. Gerald Duke, NASCAR driver. Brenda Evans, mother of NASCAR official Greg Evans. Gene Felton, IMSA driver and U.S. Marine. Rafael Flores, NASCAR Peak Mexico Series crew chief. George Bradbury Francis, NASCAR chassis builder. Freddie Fryer, Richard Petty driving experience employee. Mike Fryer, NASCAR Cup Series engine builder. Lorraine Bernanda, longtime executive assistant of the France family. Blakely and Rowdy Harrell, Hendrick Motorsports crew member and wife. Velma Hatcher, wife of NASCAR employees Charlie. Larry Hendrick, NASCAR car owner. Larry Hollenbach, Arkham Menard series driver. Flossie Johnson, first lady of NASCAR. Junior Johnson, 2010 NASCAR All of Fame inductee. David Keith, NASCAR spotter and Arkham Menard series driver. Bill Kimmel Sr., Arkham Menard series driver. Val Issue, proper copy to his speedway series. James Edward Eddie Laurie Jr., NASCAR crew member. Bertie Martin, former ACUS president. Dr. Rose Mattoli, co-founder of Pocono Raceway. Rosie McBride, mother of NASCAR, NASCAR official. Mary, Je- Mary Jean Mc- Paul McLeary, NASCAR wheel and modified tour driver. Faith E. Mirrens, daughter of himself. Blake Morris, son of five-time and weekly series champion Philip Morris. Carl Homura, record time motorcycle racer. Tommy Mullis, Robert Yates racing employee. Jim Pace, Wilkes 24th Daytona and 12 hours suburban winner. Dick Passwater, NASCAR driver. Ted Peckham, NASCAR driver. Rich Petros, 2015 NASCAR Wheel and Everyday Champion. Maurice Petty, 2014 NASCAR Hall of Fame inductee and engine builder. Charlie Power, NASCAR track promoter. Claude Queen, NASCAR crew chief and engine builder. Larry Rathiam, NASCAR engine builder. John Ray, Taldega Super Speedway David Rogers, NASCAR Weekly Series National Champion. Keith Russell, Jacob's Racing Employee. David Lightning Saunders, NASCAR official. Tony Schiller, Arkham Menard Series driver. Danny Schultz, NASCAR crewman. E.J. Bill Simpson, Motorsport Safety Pioneer. John Dillard Mock Tape, NASCAR driver. Fred Turner, NASCAR driver. Steve Wheeler, NASCAR crewman. Brandon White, NASCAR Pinkies Series driver. Rayleigh Wood, founding member of Wood Brothers Racing. Vicky Wood, NASCAR driver and female driver trailblazer. Norman Wen 3, Lee EUSA track promoter. And that'll do for, sadly, y'all the ones we lost in 2020 between NASCAR and IMSA. Pretty sad right there. Now onto the Ryan Blaney stuff. Let's start it with the paint schemes in review because we're reviewing Ryan. Let's see, Menard's peak 
Meh, that was not good. The Pennzoil one, it was okay. The Kobe Bryant one, I think it's actually pretty good. Draw, giving a tribute to Kobe Bryant. Tarcat was on the hood of the Menards car. All right, Phoenix, it was all right. The Duracell Menards one, that's all right. So is the Moen. The Dex Imagining is pretty good, as well with the body armor. And then that Strawberry Bananas in a scheme. That one was really good. The Menards Richmond, that was a meh. The Advanced Auto Parts I like, as well as the Cardell Cabinetry Menards one. Menards Jack Links is okay. The Sylvania is okay. I, the Menards Atlas one is pretty good. Body Armor All-Star, all right. The Blaney Menards Maytag, okay. The Menards Knopf Insulation, meh. His drawbacks, all right. The Libman one's not the best. And I'll do for the Blaney scheme. Now about backseat drivers about them. Another win, but early playoff exit for Blaney in 2020. This round really is just full of surprises. And this one is kind of a negative surprise with the 12 of Ryan Blaney. A lot of people had him in their champ four. A lot of people had him making a very long run in the playoffs. Got eliminated early. Kind of came as a shock for us. But does get the win at Talladega for 2020. So a win, a one in the win column is good for the 12. Yeah, I think I think the upside here is is what you look at with with Blaney. Um, Todd Gordon is a championship level crew chief. Um, we know Blaney can win races. He can win on you know a, a different variety of tracks. He's really good at the super speedways. Um, he's, become he's really good at road, road courses. Don't he's, forget he's that. Become quite the road course racer as well. Um, so I think I think I expected a little bit more out of this team this year, but. As we said before with some other guys, 2020, you really don't know what to expect. We know we were going to get a get an early exit after that tough first round. Um, and, look, Bristol hasn't been really that good to him. Darlington surely hasn't been that good to him. And then, you know, Richmond's kind of a toss-up there. So that first round was tough for the 12. Um, but, look, it's a clean slate if I'm Ryan Blaney. I'm looking to 2021. I'm thinking about the wins I can gather, and I'm thinking about a points cushion to make sure I don't exit early again. I think they can get that done with him and Todd Gordon. Looking back to the start of 2020, compared to kind of where we settled out, yes, Ryan finishes top 10 in points, and I definitely think that's something to be celebrated. But when you look at the shakeups that we saw at Team Penske with switching crew chiefs and changing out teams, I definitely had Ryan and Todd at the top of the list. Yeah, Joey Gano, Paul Wolf, good pairing. I think Brad Keselowski and Jeremy Bolins were probably at the bottom of the list for most people in terms of the new pairings. And yet we see Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski both make the final four and Ryan doesn't. So a little bit of a disappointment to me from, you know, the beginning of the season where we thought he and Todd were going to be super, super strong, maybe make it even have a shot at the final four. But then you look at the first three rounds of the playoffs and those are arguably you know you talk darlington richmond Bristol, three of ryan's worst tracks and he'll even tell you that so i think as we move into further seasons if we get a mix-up um at the beginning tracks of the playoffs we certainly could consider ryan uh being a championship contender 
just uh, the luck of the draw really is uh, what got him there. But again, continues his uh, career with a win this season. And I think that's something that was definitely on his radar and on his target because you really don't want to go winless on the season especially from the strength we saw from some of the other young drivers. But all in all, again, I think he had a great season, but basically slightly disappointed from where I thought he would be when we kicked off 2020. Yeah. A bit disappointing. And now, for these final three minutes, we're going to look at some history. Ranking at 13th. In Talladega's Ega's Geico 500 back in 2010. It was close, 0.011 seconds. I was even farther than this in NASCAR 85 at a 0.001 second advantage over Jimmy Johnson. I was driving at Eric Jones at Michigan Coasting. He got right there, and then I beat him into the line by 0.001 seconds, actually beating the closest finish ever. Right, back on. Rank that T tied for ninth. There's a big tie for ninth. <coughs> Daytona's Daytona 500 in 2016 by 0. 0.0010. Also in that tie, I had the 2016 Fan Shield 500. I'm putting like real race names like in there because of like of them. This was at Rockingham before it ended. That was at, that's also tied for ninth, and then also tied for ninth, the 2000 Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. That was a good, close one. Ranking at eighth by 0.008 seconds, and there's Jimmy Spencer edging out Ernie Irvin for the win. Ranked tied for sixth. It's Ryan Blaney and Ryan Newman's big duel to the finish at the end of the Talladega playoff race. And then... Happened again with 0. 0.007. Evan. <coughs> Even with Blaney. I mean, barely edging out Stenhouse by 0. 0.007. Ranking up fifth, Kevin Harvick beating Jeff Gordon by 0. 0.006 seconds. We're tied for third. Or the. It was once in July at Talladega. Dale Earnhardt won. Second place was Ernie Irvin. Also in that tie from the 2007 Coke Zero 400, <coughs> Jamie McMurray winning ahead of Kyle Busch. It was close. Tied for first at 0 0.002, 2011 Geico 500. Jimmy Johnson barely won it over Clint Boyer. And then tied for first, mostly the big leader, Ricky Craven winning ahead of Kurt Busch by 0 0.002. I actually also beat that. Because uh, I had a finish of 0.001 seconds separating me and Eric, me and Jimmy Johnson. But we are getting our time. See you tomorrow for another great episode on the NASCAR series. But before we go, there's one thing we need to look. I want to show you. Christopher Bella, another new paint scheme. It has Craftsman on there. It's a nice-looking Craftsman car. Or it's like... It's a bit different, but Craftsman is back on that 20. It's going to look good, but we are at the end of our time, like, now. All right, see you later.